Kia ora koutou whanau. welcome back again, another episode of Department of Conversation, and man, have we got a cracker for you. <laughs> now listen, um, this is probably the one podcast that has more video content than any other podcast. We do our best during the podcast to talk about what we're seeing, but if you are really interested in seeing what we're looking at, I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, find the video for this one, and you will be able to um, see the videos that we're actually talking about through it. Now, why were there a lot of videos? There were a lot of videos because this is our flat earth conversation. Um, Dion Marier, who was uh, head, I guess, the person who started the Flat Earth New Zealand Facebook page, uh, came in and just spent about six hours with us, Chase. No, it was like an hour, hour and a quarter. And um, man, it was interesting. I found it really interesting. The big thing about what we do here is have conversations. We don't have interviews. We want to give people as long as possible to get to their uh, conclusions. Um, and we talked and we talked quite a bit, but it was really interesting. There's an old saying that those who believe no proof is needed. Those who don't no proof is enough. And I was wondering if in this conversation, both myself and Dion would come to the point where no proof could be enough. And I guess you will now have to listen to the podcast to find out if that did or did not happen. So this is Dion Marier, the flat earth special here on the department of conversation. And I think we're live. We're live, Jace. We are live. We are live in the Department of Conversation with Dion Marier. Dion, thank you for joining us. You are joining us today because of your uh, association with Flat Earth New Zealand. Is that the official name of the Facebook page? Correct. Flat Earth New Zealand? Yep. Um, but as with the Department of Conversation, we don't really do interviews. So it's not going to be Q&A, Q&A, Q&A. We have a chat. I have a chat with you, you have a chat with me, Jace has a chat with both of us, he's the smartest and the best looking, so he'll... he'll that's, be, that's why I'm not on camera. He'll, he'll be behind the scenes, you know, adding to the conversation as well. And um, yeah, I, I've been wanting to have this conversation since we started doing this. You and I met, must be three, must be four months ago, in a little cafe in Dunedin. And since then, I've been down a rabbit hole of flat earth stuff. YouTube is a fascinating place to see both people talking about the flat earth, people debunking the flat earth, people debunking the debunkers of the flat earth and going on. It's 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 really, my kids now, Dad, can we watch another one of those flat earth videos? You know, <laughs> it's been great. It's been really good. So I've been looking forward to this since we started. So thank you for coming in and talking to us about it. But because it is a conversation as well, and we want people to know about you and we want to know more about you, um, give us a bit of your background, not necessarily about the flat earth stuff, but about who you are, where you are. Because with the greatest of respect, a lot of people would think that to believe in a flat earth, which would be the minority of society, um, you, you know, you're probably not the smartest, the sharpest tool in the shed. Now, I'm not saying that, but I think that's probably fair to say a lot. I mean, you must get it. There'd be a lot of people who would think no, that's a, that's you're a, a bunch of idiots. Sort of fair thing. call. So tell us about you. Tell us about you know where you came from. Tell us about, uh, I understand your, your, your academic um, excellence and stuff as well, and so we know a bit more about Dion. Well, I, I grew up in, um, in Vicargo Bluff, um, Southland boy, uh, the oldest of five children. Um, you know, normal kid, loved my sport, uh, played rugby, cricket, all that kind of thing. Enjoyed sport immensely. Um, came straight from school to the University of Otago here, did a BCom um, in production, mainly in food production. Uh, you know, did vineyards, orchards, stuff like that, and then went into the meat industry. 
was asked actually why I went into the meat industry having mm. a, a commerce degree as a freezing worker. <laughs> and, and I basically replied that um, my grandfather was a freezing worker, my dad was a freezing worker, so it's kind of in the blood. Right. And when they started cutting down apple trees in Mochuaca, which is where I was, was at the time, um, yeah, I seen the writing on the wall, so I, I knew the freezing works paid well, so I applied for a job in Nelson Freezing Works for Alliance and, and got it. And um, then I went into management eventually, picked up a production planner's job um, down south with South Pacific Meats, which is part of the AFCO group, Tally's Boys. And uh, from there I went to Sulfurn Farms and Cerebus Coffee Factory here and a few other places and, yeah, now Progressive Plastics. And you're kind of, you're in management, you're running a, a team, running a group of others. And Correct. Yeah. So what is the BCOM, Bachelor of Commerce, how has that helped you in your like current role? Because obviously BCOM, you think about finance, you think about money, you think about accounting on some level. How has that helped with what you're doing now? Or, or is it one of those things, like I did a um, Bachelor of Education, uh, well actually Diploma in Teaching, to be truthful. Um, it's got nothing to do with what I do now, so it's not associated at all. Do you still use your BCom? Is it still relevant to your work today? Not really. I mean, I did a degree um, specialising in money. Mm-hmm. I wanted to learn all about money, and the object Why? of that was to get to get rich, okay. like you know, most people want to be, and, and to understand the um, the money system. I was always curious about who the government owed debt to and stuff like that. Not that I learned it in university. Um, that was something I picked up later on. Um, yeah, but that was the main, main point for doing that subject. So you wanted to know who the government owed debt to. You wanted to know how the financial systems worked. Correct. And with your study and I guess your experience after study, what did you find out? Gee, um, in a nutshell, it's run by a very small group of people. We're talking like the world financial systems? Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah, surprisingly small and, uh, yeah, there's a small group of people at the apex and the rest filters down from there. And what does that mean for us? What does that mean for us living here today? That, that uh, For us or for just about any country, it's um, things are controlled to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still have the everyday freedoms. At least there's the illusion of freedom there, or at least there's freedom enough for us to, to do what we want as individuals. But um, things are designed, including... The way the uh, media spills things, there's always a, I guess you could call it an agenda. Yep. So, yeah, that's the way I see things. Yeah, Yeah, and look, I think that, I mean, I've been involved in media for 20 plus years, so I can speak to that. And I agree with you, you know, that the media does spin things at times. One of the things we're trying to do here in this particular, you know, broadcast podcast is to actually go, there's no filters. You can use whatever language you like. We can talk for 20 minutes or we can talk for two hours. We've got no three-minute advert to throw to in 90 seconds, so we've got to cut short. I think we've said something on the Facebook page like we talk until the conversation's over. Cool. And that's what we want to do. You know, and that's the part of what we're doing. I mean, I can't speak to the, you know, the Bilderberg group type conspiracies and the, you know, the, 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 the uh, what's the triangle, the eye in the triangle? The Illuminati. The Illuminati, yeah, yeah, something it. like that. <laughs> I, I can't speak, I I've never experienced it, done no research, I don't know anything about it, but the media stuff, you know, I, I get that a bit more mm-hmm. and I think what we're trying to do is come into this mainstream media world going, yeah, that's a pretty rooted system. Let's get out 
full conversations where people can really get across their Hey, message. good on you, Pat. I think there's room for that. I think there's a big gap in the market for that. So good Yeah, on you. we just got to let people know about it now. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, and that's why that's why we wanted to talk to you, right? No question. Like I want to talk to people who are interesting, who have interesting perspectives. We may or may not get to an agreement. We may or may not come to a similar place at the end. We may or may not change our positions. Um, you know, I'm I'm aware that there is that saying, I don't know who said it, but uh, for those that believe no proof is needed, for those that don't know proof is enough. Yeah. I right. hope I hope we don't not not just you and I, but when I do these kinds of conversations, we don't get into that headbutting yeah, kind totally. of situation. I'm totally. not I'm not interested in that. Um Well you're not trolling me, so <laughs> No. And I mean we've been talking on and off for three or four months and we've both of us have been determined to make this happen. So you know, I think it's been good. So you've finished up at university, you're working around the place, and at that stage you were someone who believed in the heliocentric, the globe model. It's probably something you never thought of. You Definitely. just accepted it. Definitely. Okay, how did your journey go from there? Uh, well, I've been reading the Bible for a number of years. Probably right. started when I was 26. Um, the reason for that was, again, truth, finding out, you know, why we're here. I mean, I'd come to the conclusion that the world was controlled by a small group of people. But, I mean, then I asked the bigger question about why am I here? What is this life for? What's the purpose? You know, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, um, you know, as like any, any um, questioning person, I, you know, I drank a lot of beer, I did a few substances, and, you know, one thing that kind of, Maybe going down the spiritual route, I guess, was um, psychedelics. Um, right. I did much magic mushrooms when I was younger and found out there's a whole other world there. And yeah, so I uh, started looking into different spiritual books, particularly Eastern mysticism, mm-hmm. um, Zen like type of stuff. Um, I guess you could call it Buddhism and loosely. Um, yeah, and started work- looking into world religions and. Then into UFOs and, and stuff like that, you know, Whitley Stryber books. And Were you someone who, as a younger person, you know, before you went down this path, was attracted to, and, I'll, and I don't, some people use the word conspiracy theory as like a negative. I'm not, I'm just using it as a way to define those uncommon beliefs. Were you someone who was drawn to that? You know, were you the kid who thought, you know, I like these UFO comics, it's, it could be real, or was this really a new journey for you? Totally new. Now, as a kid, okay. I never thought about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was the average kid that loved sports, um, thought the world was great and everything around me was, well, I was free to do what I wanted, you know, so I didn't really look into that spiritual aspect. I, I, I've got to say, though, I was sent to church as a young, as a young guy. Um, and you mean like a Christian denomination church? When Presbyterian, yeah, okay. yeah. But I mean, the whole family went. Um, yep. The interesting thing is um, I'm the oldest and I was sent to church alone or, or told to go to church alone from a very young age. I right. never knew the, quest, the reason why. I probably still so what, you were sent and your siblings weren't? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit is, rough. Yeah, I found that a bit strange <laughs> too, but eventually they all joined me, so. Okay. <laughs> um, but as I said, you know, when I got to my teen years, got to uni and, and um, had my own freedom to do what I wanted, um, yeah, I rejected all that. Right. Know, and I went into that Eastern type of mysticism and, and uh, yeah, one day I just um, got a bit frustrated with it all, and uh, something inside me said, "Read, read my book." And I realised at that moment that I travelled around a backpack, lived out of a backpack, probably towards almost thirty. Mm. And um, I think at the age of twenty-six, you know, I'd already filled myself with a lot of religious material. 
And um, something inside me said, read my book. And I realised at that moment that I always carried my childhood Bible around in my, in my backpack for some reason. I never opened it. You know, it was just something I, I did without thinking. And so I knew automatically what, what book it was. So, you know, I'd heard all the Bible stories. I'd been to church and I'd heard them all. And I had this idea of the Christian God, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that was, um, I realised that I'd have been taught all that. That was what was told to me. So I decided to read it as a, an objective adult um, and make my own decisions and, and chucked out all that I thought I knew mm-hmm. and started from scratch and opened up at Genesis and started reading. So like a clean sheet. Like totally. It's like you're seeing it for the, this, this belief system yes. for the first time. Totally. Right. And taking it and thinking about how I interpret it myself rather than what I've been told. Right. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, it didn't take very long. I mean, I didn't even get through the first few books before I realised how much it related personally to my life, the experience that the Israelites went through and the rest of the ups and downs and, mm-hmm. the, and what God said would happen to them if they did this. And, and then I, as I got through the book, I realised it, it was analogous to, I guess, what happens today with empires rising and falling, you know, the moral... The moral kind of aspect, you know, once they, I guess we can see it in America today, once they turn their back on the morals that made them great, mm-hmm. there starts to be a, a moral decline that that ends up being an economic decline that turns into an almost physical, yeah, um, total decline, which is what we're seeing now, I guess. So I, I studied up on empires as well and, and read a book about how empires go through certain phases and... So, and when I read that, it was only repeating what the Bible had already kind of showed me in that manner. And I guess where that happens on an individual level too, not just in empires. You can take it to the micro level. It happens with individuals as well, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, when you say micro, like, so empires rise and fall, people rise and fall. Well, yeah. People's uh, lives, they have highs and lows. Yes, definitely. Right. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I think there's always a. a, a I guess we're, it's, we kind of get into the area of, of moral absolutes then and um, moral law, so to speak. And I believe there is an absolute moral law. I mean, we all know not to murder, not to steal, not to lie. We know these things are wrong without even needing to really think about it. We can lie to ourselves and go, oh, you know, but I'm not the type. You know, I like to be as honest as I can with myself. And I think that's the start, being as honest as you can with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed um, in this rabbit hole that I've gone down on Flat Earth, which I really have enjoyed. Um, there is a lot of religion, a lot of talk of God within that community. So you going down this path of understanding more about you know, your own journey and seeing your story in the Bible and stuff, was that part of the catalyst that led you to the flat earth theory? Is that how you began your journey to there? Yeah. Oh, and actually, and, and actually, why? Definitely. Why is there such a lot of God in the flat Earth community? Like a lot. If you get on the page, there is a lot yeah, of totally. God creates that totally. kind of, that kind of language. Totally. And that's um, that's not unusual. I mean, and it's not necessarily just Christian either. I mean, uh, if you look back to cultural cosmology, you know, um, before five hundred years ago. And even further back, most cultures accepted a flat earth, whether they were they were God of Bible-based, Islam, Buddha, Hindu, it doesn't really matter. You look around most ancient cultures and they have a flat earth model mm-hmm. right from the very start. So for God to come into the equation, I, I guess and I guess it's natural. I mean, 
you know, under the heliocentric model at the moment, we're, we're kind of told that everything's evolution. There was a big bang. That's a scientific spiel on it. Well, that's, that's not necessarily true. There are a lot of Christian people out there who believe in creation oh, totally. and still believe in a heliocentric to- model. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Because it has to be a cause. I mean, if a big bang explosion, it just doesn't happen without a cause, does it? So, I mean, most people that, let's say, scientific believers mm. in a creator... I guess would um, say, yeah, well, he had to cause it. But in my experience, I mean, explosions cause destruction and destroy things. I've never seen an explosion create order and, and matter and life itself. So I guess that's where I differ. So, And so we were saying, why does it relate so much to a lot of flat earthers, the God connection, and how did that influence your journey to getting to a be someone who believes that the earth is flat? Well, I was, even though I um, accepted a lot of stuff in the Bible I could relate to and I seen some truths there, mm-hmm. I um, didn't, didn't by any means believe at all. You know, there were things that I questioned and things that I thought were untrue and things that I had to test for myself. Mm-hmm. So, I Can mean, you give I, us an example? Well, flat earth is perfect. Okay. I mean, so things you saw in the Bible that you had to test? Yeah, lots of verses that alluded to the earth, but well, not just alluded to, directly stated that the earth was stationary. Like it doesn't, the, I don't know this, but doesn't the Bible talk about the four corners? And that's one of the things that people reference as in... Totally. Yeah, totally. Like a, a to- sphere can't have corners. Totally. Okay. Totally. Totally. But um, yeah, and, and I'm, I myself am not sure about four corners. I mean, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't know everything, but... um. Uh, and like I said, I questioned the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I thought I could prove it wrong, you know, and I, th- I thought if I could prove something wrong in the Bible, then, you know, that proved to me that it wasn't absolutely reliable. You know, so and that's the journey I headed down. I mean, when Joshua said, sun stands still, I mean, wouldn't you say earth stands still if it was a heliocentric model to make the day longer? I mean, it, you know, that, that was one thing that occurred to me. So how do you think about, like, because... Because Maui also stopped the yes, sun. Yes, did right. So is that does that relate somehow as well? Is that like a coincidence that you believe the Bible version, and then so obviously that happened on the other side of the world? They have a different reason. No, not for at all. It or? Not at all. I, I think that I think that confirms a common memory among cultures. I mean, if you right. look, look at flood legends, they're almost in every culture, and so it's. To me, this is just a, a common memory. I mean, different cultures cultures have explained it their own way. I mean, Maui and you're right, and Maori and, and Joshua over in, in Israel, but essentially that's the same thing. So, I mean, I was I did classical studies in the seventh form. You know, ancient Rome, ancient Greece, and all the gods in there. And if you look around, even most cultures, in fact, almost all have legends of superhuman entities and giants. Mm-hmm. So. I looked at these all these different legends and, and picked out what they have in common. And most of those things that they have in common are also in the Bible narrative. So, you know, to me that just, I, I, I can't believe that they colluded along, uh, well, apart thousands of miles and, mm. and they kind of come up and colluded together. Let's write our own story. I mean, to me, this is a common human memory that goes right back. So... So, just so I'm clear, when you're saying it's a common human memory, yeah, it's a it's the same memory described different ways amongst different cultures. Is that what you mean? Exactly. So, for example, you mentioned the flood. So you're talking about in the Christian world, they talk about Noah's flood, 
um, in a different culture. Chinese, they call them new. You know, I mean, there's different names, slightly different names. But but you're saying that it would have been, in your opinion, the same flood defined and described by different cultures. Definitely, they're describing okay. the same event. Okay, all right. Um, so you've said that you, your journey into the Bible got you to want to test some things in the Bible, mm-hmm. and one of the things you wanted to test because of that is, is the earth flat? Well, yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to find out more. Right. And once I Googled it, I realised there was actually quite a movement that were um, tending towards the flat earth. And, and on that, uh, because you've been, I mean, as high profile as someone can be from this, you've been quite high profile in this world in New Zealand. You've been on like news channels and I think was there a spin-off article that you were in the other day with Toby, I forget his surname, Talking to you, there was someone called Dion who we was talking to from Flat Earth. I haven't even seen that. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> but but it seems that you're you're around a fair bit. Yeah, I mean, we had a Flat Earth con- uh, conference earlier this year. Yeah, uh, May, and I think from memory it was a CE channel, uh, an online channel that was a t- TVNZ channel. Right, and a young lady Anna, I forget her last name, interviewed me there with a couple of others that were there. Um, and I I think that got a, quite a few few views. Um, yeah, but um, I'm not aware of anything else. Well, but just talking about there's quite a movement. Um, your Facebook page mm. is the biggest flat earth Facebook page in the country. And just remind me and tell everybody else who doesn't know this, the trajectory of numbers that there's been over the last kind of 18 months, two years. Okay. Um, so when I, when I come to realise... Because you started the channel? Yes, definitely. Yeah, okay. When I come to realise Flat Earth was something I couldn't deny, it wasn't a matter of believing it. I, I, I tested it myself and it was a matter of not being able to deny it anymore. Mm-hmm. Big difference, you know. It wasn't something I went out to believe specifically. Um, there was not many people to talk about it. I felt quite isolated um, <laughs> to the point I thought, well, geez, am I going nuts, you know. I mean, it's, it's not to your, your typical subject. And it's totally filled. And you're right, a lot, most people would look at you like, Man, you're, you're just, bonkers. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally out there, nuts. So I wanted to talk to people about it. I think at that stage there was um, there was one other guy who's now a friend of mine and Facebook friend anyway, um, and he had his own page. Okay. Yeah. And so I says, hey, let's let's start up a group, eh? We we can actually converse and communicate. Um, and he basically said, hey, look, um, if you're interested, just go for it. Do it. Just do it. So, yeah, I started that in September 2016. So just over two years ago. Yep. Yep. And I think in the first year we had something like 270, maybe 280 members. Uh, a year later, this year, September, we had just under 1,500 on yeah. a year anniversary. Yeah. So that's significant. And I noticed today, because um, I, I was looking around some other pages, you know, there's international Flat Earth pages that have 300,000 members to them, yep. you know, 70,000, 50,000, 200,000. So I, I guess assuming they're all interested cause in the Flat Earth, because I know your Facebook page basically says we don't debate. If you're genuinely interested to come in, you know, talk about what we believe, we'll do that. But you're not interested in having people who are basically, who don't agree with the Flat Earth, who are trolling. No, you don't want trolls. No, there's plenty of Flat Earth groups out there that allow that. Yeah. And, and we did for a start. But I mean, the the members that did believe in Flat Earth got tired and sick of it, you know, because people were coming in trolling yeah. and the rest of it. And we thought, well, hey, look, we've heard these questions a million times. Yeah. And we're not going to explain them a million times. So that means, do you um, expect that, 
the majority, like a very, very high percent of your 1,500 members are basically flat earth believers or seekers? Yes, or uh, a certain proportion. I think the large proportion are definitely believers. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think that there is a proportion there that is curious. Yeah. Politely curious. Yeah. And, and we accept that. Hey, if you're going to have some respect for what we do believe and not just troll us for the sake of trolling, then you can sit there as long as you want. And then there's people like me. <laughs> hey, we have no problems with Globers coming in and sitting there, as long as they're polite and friendly. You Globers, know? is that our term? My Glober. I heard Globetard the other day. Is it Glober, is it? Yeah, I mean, some okay. people are more passionate about <laughs> about the belief in Flat Earth than I am. You know, I mean, I'm not going to call names of that. You yeah. Know? I mean, I had done, you yeah. know, but, uh, you know, I'm of the opinion, you know, these people are just, um, they're just, they don't know, you know. See, I don't think I believe. I think I know. Right. I mean, there's one, one litmus test for me, and that's that's the curvature. You know, show me the curve. I mean, when people do curvature tests, I mean, there's not one curvature that has proved. I mean, curvature, physical curvature test, using the measurements that science gives us, of course, mm. that has actually proved the curve. I mean, all these tests prove without doubt. That's how a lot of people actually come to flat Earth because they think, okay. I'll go out. The measurements are simple. Yeah. I can do the experiment myself. It's not hard. Yeah. All you need is a good zoom lens or a good pair of binoculars. And you can measure it for yourself, what science gives us. And you see, this is why I, I kind of am reluctant to even say that I am a flat earther, so to speak, because, I mean, the globe, the ball could be a lot bigger than what they tell us, and then it would be a lot harder to find the curve with these measurements. But we have to be able to measure it somehow. So we go by what science gives us. And by the measurements that science gives us, we, we can't find their curve. So let's just, it sounds like we're going to get into this conversation now about the questions and evidence and, you know, that kind of thing. Let's say, um, sort of to make it fair for you, mm. if we were going to be talking to a person, let's say we were going to be, wanted to talk to an Australian, and I had an Australian sitting across from me, it wouldn't be fair that that person represents all views of Australia. Fair enough, yeah. Right? Yep, so, definitely. And I definitely don't represent the entire Flat Earth movement. And that's what I want to say. I want to say you have... Um, I speak for myself. You speak for yourself and you have an understanding that's yours. Some things you, you say you know, some things you don't know, and some things you're unsure of. But you have said to me, and I'm, I'm sure this is still the same, that you understand the general principle that most flat earthers believe. So, for example, you, you said to me at one stage you weren't sure about the ice wall. Is that still your position? Yeah. Okay, yes, so let, let's say this. I mean, I, I, I understand the principle. I, okay. I think it's possible. So let's say this. Um, there is a very commonly held belief that if the earth is flat, how does the water stay in place? And that many flat earthers believe that what actually Antarctica is, is an ice ring around the outside of the wall. And how it's often shown in car cartoons, and animations, is imagine a pizza. The pizza is the earth with the water in it, and there's a... There's an ice wall all the way around the outside. Totally understand. I think it was Auguste Picard, the Frenchman, that went up in the ball and looked down on the earth for a star who said it looked like a, um, a pizza with upturned edges. Sure. You know? So you won't say, yes, I know or believe that, but we can still talk about that because you understand the principles of it. Definitely. Okay. definitely. And there's going to be other things through there that you're going to go, I don't know, or I don't have an opinion on that, or this is what some believe, but I may totally. not. So totally. you, I'm not. we're not putting you out there as the absolute yeah, guru definitely. of it. I mean, I do speak for myself. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, what I say is definitely not what all flat earthers believe. And and even when I did the interview with Anna at CE, mm. she did, you know, put in the actual um, video clip that, 
you know, most flat earthers believe in the ice wall and, and I don't, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I thought, well, gee, people might believe that I believe that yeah. because it's simply in the same article. But, you know, I so think, I think it's very... So you not believe it or do you I, I not think know? I think it's highly possible. Yeah. But I, look, I'm going to say some, something is definite without going down there myself and seeing it for myself. So before we even get into the kind of toing and froing, because mm-hmm. I guess... You say you know, I say I, you know, you I believe. I just want to say, just yeah. before we go any further, I just want to say, like, yeah, you said that uh, how does the water, and I understand that, stay in if there's no ice wall. Yeah. Right? No, I get that. Yeah. But it's a bit like saying to someone who believes in the heliocentric model, how does a ball spin around a sun and stay there, and, you know, how does that work without falling down? You know, I mean, there's gravity on Earth, but how does that all work? There's this, you know, these magic, magical forces. And all I want to say is that, Look, we don't know everything. Yeah, you know, none of us know absolutely everything, and and we can try and um, I, I guess give support to any theory, mm-hmm. as you know, we only need to believe part of a theory to think, oh yeah, well, I'm automatically going to believe the principles that um, that hold up the rest of it. I guess. Sure. Uh, and what I was going to say was, um, you say you know, like the things that you know. I probably say I believe. Mm. Uh, I I haven't seen the Earth. From space, you know, I haven't. There's only one thing I do know, yeah, and that's with the measurements that science gives us. Yeah, their their curvature for the ball or their measurements for the ball. Yeah, according to their measurements, I cannot find the curve, and I've done numerous tests, and so have many other people, and there is no one yet that has proved that those measurements hold true. To that curvature. Okay, so I'm going to jot this down because I don't want to get us lost. Yep. I'm going to jot down prove curve and come back to that because one of the biggest questions for this whole thing, and this is what I see when I look online, you say, well, not you, but you know, the person in your seat says you can't prove it and then there'll be a debunking video that says, here's me proving it. And then there'll be someone who says, well, that's wrong, totally. you're not proving it. And that to me is a pointless conversation. Totally. I, I totally agree with you. I want to come back to it, but... The biggest question for me is why? My mission is to actually, look, I, I had a P900, which has got... Camera, the big yep, zoom, yep. And now I've got a P1000. And my mission this summer is to actually film a curvature test in New Zealand. I need the ideal conditions, and I want to do it down south somewhere. I've got the perfect area to do it in. And I want to film it for, for the people that say so they go, OK, you've done curvatures, where are they? You know, Because I've had that said to me by friends. And do you think your mind could be changed? On the curvature issue? Yeah. Do you think your mind could be changed I, I, to say that it is a heliocentric model? <laughs> um, because if the answer is no... It would no, have to be some really good proof. But if the know? answer is no, what's the point in doing a test? It would have to be really good proof. Because are you doing a test because you still want to know or are you doing a test to prove that it's flat? Because they're two very different things. But the thing is I've done tests and the same results have always happened. So I, I want to... I want to do it so it's on record. I've filmed it. There it is. Yeah. Okay. That's the only thing. So you, it sounds like you really want to do it to prove the Earth is flat. No, to prove what I say. Yeah. And, and the reason by what, why I'm saying it. Because right. this, look at this. I mean, if you want to prove me wrong, go out and do it. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, plenty of people are doing it around yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all coming up with the same results. So, like I said, you asked me the question, would you change your mind? Yeah, could you? Could well, you have your mind changed? Yeah, with some really good solid proof. But I do think that um, if I'm going to have my mind changed, it'll, the, the measurements that we have at the moment given to us by science will not hold true. It'll have to be a hell of a big ball right. in my mind. 
Okay. okay. So um, before we get, because I've got a, I've got a few videos that I want to throw in there and get your opinion on and stuff mm-hmm. as well. Um, but so for people who are listening to this as an audio podcast, we'll try our best to describe what we're looking at when we look at some of those things, uh, or jump onto YouTube or the Facebook page for Department of Conversation, and you'll be able to scramble through. How far through the thing are we, Jace? About half an hour in. Uh, yeah, we're at 30, 30 minutes yeah, and right. we'll tell you 40 where, seconds. We'll tell you where we're in it if you're listening on the audio so you can go and have a look. Um, so my big question for this whole thing, because there appears to be um, out there arguments, you know, here's the evidence, that's not evidence. This is my evidence, that's not evidence, that's pointless. So my big question at the start is why? Why, for example, are people who know the Earth is flat, and I'm thinking about people like NASA and that kind of stuff that seem to be the most evil in the world of flat Earth. Why are they keeping the secret? Why are they um, lying? What's the end game? I guess they have, um, for the same reason that the, the guys that run the financial system, they have an agenda. Which is? Well, I think if you can, um, if you can have people believe a certain paradigm... Mm where that um, they essentially are here by chance, it's all a fluke, then you can convince them that there is no purpose, that they have no purpose, that they are insignificant in the bigger scheme of things, I guess. So they're easy, a lot easier, your minds are more malleable. I mean, if you can believe that everything is by chance and pure fluke, then hey, they can... You know, they can mould you to think just about anything they want. I don't understand why, and I'm just going to use the phrase NASA as a as a colloquial for science and yeah, those yeah, people. Yeah, okay, yeah. just sure, for now, sure. I don't understand why NASA saying that the Earth is a globe mm-hmm. means we're insignificant. What's the connection there? It's not. It's not just that we're insignificant. I mean, it takes away. You know, it excludes a higher power. I guess a creator. Sort, why? You know? Well, because, um, you know, evolution. Yeah, but okay, let me come back. I mean, back. Ev- evolution, the Big Bang and the Flat Earth, I mean, and the globe, the heliocentrum, all work together. They knit together like a, a big patchwork quilt sure. to, 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 to put across or sell a certain paradigm. Yeah. And, and with that, you know, if you, I guess people believe the, that, Anything's possible out there in space with planets. You know, we can we can find another planet, or aliens can find us. You know, the possibilities are uh, just about endless. You know? So, are you suggesting a part of the plan, conspiracy, whatever the correct word is, is groups like NASA? Well, are- NASA, NASA are financed, aren't they? They put up to. I mean, there was everything's compartmentalised, much like I guess you know government at certain levels. You know, people only on a need to know basis. So. I mean, there's very few people that actually know the bigger story and, and see across those compartments, I guess. So. I, I just want to be really clear with what we're saying. I, I really want my best to understand. That's what I'm going to do. So you have just connected NASA um, keeping the lie of a globe Earth going to basically mean they are actively trying to hide the – helping to hide the idea of a creator. No, actively trying to no, I, hide I the I idea of I don't creationism. think NASA are doing that. I think – I think the people above NASA are doing that. Okay. I think there's people at NASA that genuinely believe that they, um, they could settle on another planet. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's a plenty of good people in NASA that are honest, hardworking people. Yeah. That, 
that accept what they've been told and always have. I was one of them. I mean, hey, I was a globe believer too. <laughs> I, I guess one of the things that interests me in this, because I, I don't know if you know my background, but I've had a lot to do with the Christian world, right? I've worked for Christian radio stations. I've been involved a lot in that world. If what you were saying linked up with the majority view within the Christian world, I would understand, I'm not saying I necessarily still agree, but I understand it more. But I would say that if you lined up 100 people who called themselves Christians, who believed in the Bible, who had you know a similar belief to you over what that book means, totally. 99 of them are still going to say that the earth no, is a sphere. Definitely. I think it's, um, I think it's, put it this way, the flat earth Christians, and I mean the denominational nation, denomination, national ones that actually go to church yeah, yeah. that have become flat earth believers, I think um, I think they're a thorn in the side of, of most the average Christian because, I mean, let's face it, the average Christian believes what they're being told as well and they accept what their pastor tells them. And but the point you were making is, the point you were making, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't want to be wrong, I don't want to misrepresent what you're saying, the point that you were making was that um, the reason that we want to stay away from a flat earth that maybe society does was because they want to... No, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm assuming here. Yeah, like, sure. Well, like, this oh, is, that's why I want, to, I want to be clear on your opinion. On, I'm, I'm on not your, certain. <laughs> sure. But it appears that way to well, me. Well, let's just flip it around and ask the But direct, that's only because of my personal beliefs. Right? Okay. So let's just flip it around and ask the direct question. Why do the majority of Christians, and I'm talking about Bible-believing, church-going Christians, why do the majority of them believe that it's a, a sphere, a globe? For the same reason I did, same reason you do, which is, which we were all educated it was from day one. I mean, we've got all got globes. We see universal pictures, and we but that means those people who who are in those churches, like we're describing, they don't think that believing in a globe makes them insignificant. They believe that it's a globe. Of, co of course, yeah. So no, this is my personal thought. Right. This is, this is what I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course they don't, but I mean. Do they actually read the Bible for themselves, or are they just accepting the rote opinion of of their pastor? Or, or you know, I don't know. I can't speak for other people, but um, there's a lot of I see more division in Christianity than just about any other religion. And so, what do you think? Do you think they've got it wrong? Um, do you think that reflects on their faith at all? That that about like can someone oh, not at all doesn't affect on their faith I, I if they believe it's a I don't think glow? it's a salvation issue. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of people said that to me. Um, so, you know, I, when they, I've said, yeah, yeah, okay, I kind of believe the flat earth thing. Yeah. They go, well, what does it matter? And it doesn't. It's not going to change your everyday life. You've yeah. still got to go to work to earn money. I mean, it doesn't change how you're going to live your life. Okay. So that, does that kind of mean if it was proven to you unequivocally that it was a globe? Let, let's say you went up on a rocket and you saw it was <laughs> a globe. It's not really going to change your day-to-day -day life. <laughs> Supposedly, I can get high enough in a rocket. But to you know what I'm saying. If that did happen hypothetically, it wouldn't change your day to day. Other than you probably wouldn't be a member of that Facebook page anymore. <laughs> Other than that, it probably wouldn't change your day to day life. Hey, look, it, I mean, it's like it was. A, it's the same as me believing in the globe back when I believed in the globe. It didn't yeah. change anything that I believed what I think is a lie. It doesn't change it. And, and now that I think I know the truth about the issue, still doesn't change my life. Do you think it's regard. important for those of us who believe in a globe? to actually find the truth you're talking about? Or do you think it really doesn't matter? The thing, the thing that I think is important is once, once I realised there was a lie there, right? Because I do think it's a lie, mm -hmm. personally. The question you've got to ask yourself is why? 
Mm. Why would they lie? Absolutely, and that's a question I asked at the start of this. But why? Yeah. What's what's the to what end is it a, a good thing that whoever knows the truth is keeping it a secret? Why? That's the question. And you know what? When it comes down to it, to me, it doesn't really matter why. The fact is, some people at the top of the chain there because they're the ones with the money. They're the ones financing everything, and that includes what we teach in schools, what science accepts and doesn't accept. Mm. They're the ones that are controlling it all, right? So why are they doing it? That's, that's what I ask. What, what's their agenda? Right? But that means it does matter. Well, I guess you have to start studying these people that, that do live in and reside at that apex where things are financed and they decide, they make the decisions, they control the agendas. I guess you have to look at them and see what type of people they are because a lot of them are intergenerational. Their, their father and their fathers and their fathers have been there for a long time. Um, and we've all heard the um, catchphrase New World Order. I mean, yep. it seems to be everywhere, you know, and that goes back a long time you know, when you look into that. So I guess that what is New World Order? When you think about it, it's, it's, a, it's a, their World Order. So what do they want? They want, what, the um, countries along to lose sovereignty so we're all kind of one world and, and then what what happens then what well i've heard it alluded to that they want to chip up people and have a financial system what is that that's absolute control isn't it when you get to that level with you know human mankind is at that kind of stage <coughs> in their progression where we never had the technology to control every individual in the world like that but now we had, now we do mm. now we absolutely do the first time ever. I mean, this is a fascinating time for mankind. And I think we're at a kind of a, I guess you could call it a Rubicon, if you like. You know, we're almost past the point of no return. So I'm very much, when I'm talking with people, an examples guy. I mean, that's how I understand, right? Kind of a tangible, I'm a, I'm a learner by doer, that kind of stuff. Well, you, said, you said you're familiar with Christianity, mainstream Christianity. Well, what I'm saying is, I was going to ask is, you say there's technology now that can absolutely control everybody. What, what do you mean? What's the example of con a technology that can control everybody? Well, let's just hypothetically say that um, the powers that be and governments cooperate across the board to say, right, we've had enough of terrorism. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether it's Islamic, whether it's people that just simply disagree with the government. Sure. And, you know, you can chuck communism and capitalism right out, right out the window because, I mean, they're the two wings of the same bird, in my opinion. I mean, fascism and communism, there's not, not much difference between the two at their extremes, in my, my view. So when you get a, a, that kind of, um, the populace believing that kind of scenario, you know, yeah, they're all the arseholes and we need to do something about it. Then when they come out with a solution, so to speak, um, and I guess, you know, I am talking hypothetically here, but what would, you know, I don't know if you've heard of the Hegelian dialectic. Um, no. Um, thesis, antithesis, synthesis. Right. In other words, if you, if you want a certain prevailing condition or you want to do something and you need a certain prevailing condition to enable that, then you provide, that's, that's your thesis, you want something, and you provide the antithesis, so there's, there's war there, or there's turmoil, or there's conflict, and then you get the, um, the synthesis, which is your real goal. Mm. You know? So you're setting up the situation to provide the outcome. Uh, example. So you're creating the I'll war you an and you're providing well, I, the I, weapons I'm not saying this is true, right? I'm is that what you mean? Like you're creating the war and then you're providing the weapons for the war. 
and and then the real the real goal is the outcome. What happens after the war? Right. Okay. That's the outcome. So 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 I'll give you a rough example, and I'm not saying this is true or anything. It's just uh, I've heard it said to me a few times, and I've heard a few conspiracy theorists say it to me, and I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard it yourself. Nine one one, for example. Mm-hmm. If you wanted the oil, and you wanted the public to be support you in invading oil rich countries. Mm-hmm then what do you need to get the public support? That's, that's the synthesis that you want. So 911, bang, towers go down. Ah, oh, we're at war. Mm. Let's get the terrorists. So now the government's got a mandate to do exactly what they want and get the oil mm-hmm. with support. You know? So that's the Hegelian dialectic. We want to get the oil. How do we get it? With public support, of course. So the, the original question to, to, about this part of the conversation, and I understand what you're saying there, you said there was technology that could control yeah, everyone. Yeah. So if you so do that on the a global techno- scale... But that's not technology, that's a, a pattern of behaviour to do something. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But I mean, what's, what's the point in doing a pattern beha- of behaviour, I mean, facilitating that, mm. if you haven't got the technology to implement it? I mean, put it this way, if we had a nuclear war, for mm-hmm. example, in the world with say nations destroyed, then the whole modern day system breaks down. I mean, there's oil not flowing anymore. There's people that are, you know, it brings the whole world to their knees. So, you know, I mean, a world on its knees is a, is a world that cries out for peace and order. All, all I'm saying is they, they can now do that. You don't even think about the cost of it because you're so distraught. So the example you're giving there about technology controlling the world is not necessarily a chip that can go in everybody, but it's more like, I have nuclear weapons, if you don't do what I say, i.e. I, I am controlling you, we will blow up your country. No, 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 because this is, <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just one, you're talking on one little micro scale there. I mean, that, they, they want it globally, you know, they want the whole world to be that way. That's what I'm saying about this new world, or what is new world order? I mean, <sighs> I think it's precisely what what it says: new world order. But how do you how do they affect it? How do they how do they affect it? Um, going back to the uh, the whole thing about the people above NASA are the ones that might be knowing the knowing the lie and actively squashing it. What a how many people need to be in on this lie? And I'm thinking, can we bring up that James May clip? Like I'm 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 thinking, and I want to show a little clip now. Um, of James May when he went into one of those jets that's just at the stratosphere and he doesn't and I know one of the concerns around um, people looking at those is, is GoPros and curved um, things he doesn't he has a little handy cam because you see it and he is a BBC presenter not a scientist not involved in that industry not trying to squash stuff sees the curvature yeah yeah I've seen lots of those they're everywhere it looks convincing too, doesn't it? Oh, it's lovely. Do you get bored of looking at that? Surely not. <laughs> so, is he in on it? Uh, no, he probably believes what he's seeing. But what's he seeing? Well, for a start, he's, what is he in there? Is it a jet or some kind? Yeah, or? it's a, one of those jets that they allege, I believe, but they allege can go to the whatever the stratosphere yeah, is, yeah, right on the edge totally. of space. And so would that be a curved canopy that he's looking out? I've got no idea. Because I can show you jets that um, can make that not only 
convex but concave, depending on you know where you're looking at from what angle. So you're saying that. And fisheye lenses are used. Well, this is not, because I know that's one of the common no. things. This is just a, his normal handicam, because you see it in one of the shots. It's just a little handicam. Um, you're suggesting that he is up that high looking at a flat plane? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So it's not curved? No, so that's, not in my opinion. So that It looks curved, and I can agree, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I, the canopy looks curved too. So, so you're I mean, saying even when you look at a passenger jet window, there's a slight curvature there because they have the windows curved to stop pressure cracking the windows at high, high altitudes. I mean, it's So your explanation for that would be it, it does appear curved yes. because there is a curved canopy and it's distorting the view. Totally, totally. Like so, I said, I can show you videos where it looks convex. Because so we, this is the thing, and this is this whole when people concave. go backwards and forwards with my yeah, yeah, totally, really, totally. When people show those sorts of things as evidence, mm-hmm. your response is, it's fake, it's not real, It's there's a reason for that, it's the canopy. Yeah, there's a reason for that. I believe there's a reason for that. Totally. So you don't, you don't think James but only May's because, in on only that? only because of the experiments I've done myself. Yeah, That's yeah. what gives me the confidence to say that. I mean, if I hadn't, you know, if I hadn't tested the curvature here on Earth, <laughs> down at ground level, yeah. then, it, and, you know, I'd be totally going out on a limb saying that I, I think that's... Um, so tell, just uh, tell me what your experiment is. It'd be good to know what that is. It's basically, um, okay... There's measurements for how the curvature drops off. I mean, Pythagorean theorem around a circle, you can go out and you can yeah. measure the curvature, basically get a, get a formula for the curvature, right? Now, the, these are published everywhere, and they're all the same, of course, because it's the same mass. And you can, you can go out and test it over a certain distance. And the larger the distance, the more the curvature drops off, right? And, and okay, well, let's, let's just forget about filming things. So right? specifically, what was your experiment, though? Okay, so I was looking across the beach yep. at Stewart Island, right? Yep. Which was about, well, I measured it on Google, and I don't, not that I trust Google anymore, but, but I mean, it was 30 old K, and I know that from experience, right? Yeah. Over 35 K. And the drop off was, you know, if it's 35 to 39, anything from 70 to 90 metres drop off, right? So anything below 70 metres, right? Yep. You shouldn't be able to see. All right, okay. And then when you can see things that are obviously not, you know, <laughs> 70 metres in height, you know, then the, the penny drops, you know, and a lot lower, you know, I mean, you, you can account for margin of errors in that. And uh, refraction? Yeah, well, I mean, what, what, what refraction? I mean, well, I, I'm I, aware I, of refraction, but I've, as far as the flat earth goes, I mean, I've seen pylons across a lake, I think it was Pontrain, and it appeared to have a curve, right? Yeah. But then there's... Um, pictures taken at different angles where it's straight and then there was one guy who said okay there's the curvature there and then he put lego bricks on a table right and filmed them down at the same kind of level i've seen that clip and they appear to be curved too so i mean you know i mean yeah i'm not denying refraction right but what i'm saying is um you have to you have to actually distinguish between what is actually refraction yeah and what is you know perspective and how, how that can cause it to look like it curves and refraction as well. You know, so, I mean, I, I think about perspective for the human eye. I yep. mean, the human eye can fool you too at times. But I mean. perspective is irrelevant if you've got lenses. 
I mean, something can be a thousand miles away. Depending on what lens it is, of course. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if you've got a lens, yeah, but if it's fisheye, I mean, it's distorting things straight away. But we don't. You don't. You don't zoom with a fisheye. I mean, you don't zoom no, no, five no, miles no, out no, with no, a fisheye. No, no. So, so what I'm saying is, because um, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm not saying this is your belief because we've already said that you may not have all the same agreements. But some people think and there's some things I don't know. Yeah. You know, there are some things I just simply don't know. Some people think within the flat Earth world that things don't go over the horizon; they basically get smaller because of perspective, and then you can't see them anymore with the. Yeah, human there's a eye. limit to human perspective, no, but no. a zoom lens. Cancels that out. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that can be easily tested. Yes. In other words, if something was to go over the, if something yeah, with a massive lens yep. wasn't to be but seen. But I mean, there anymore. is a limit to lenses as well. <laughs> I mean, you've got atmospheric um, distortion. You've got, you know, if your atmosphere isn't as clear. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're only going to be limited in your distance. I mean, that's why to do a good curvature test. I think the world record for um, long distance photography is 273 miles. And in that photo, you can see mountains that, if the curvature held true, the mathematical curvature, yeah. you shouldn't be able to see. I mean, this is, and there's plenty of photos out there that people have taken in, in that regard where yeah. that prove the curvature absolutely wrong. And I just want to state that you don't need a curve lens. I mean, common sense would dictate that um, the higher you go, if the ball is the measure, the the actual size they tell us it is, then. The curvature should actually start to drop. Like if you imagine on a tennis ball and you get higher, then the, the horizon should start dropping at some stage. But we always find that the horizon rises to eye level, which implies that there's no curve there. You know, there's no discernible curve, at least. When you say rises to eye level, what do you mean? Well, <laughs> on a flat, when, when things are flat, yeah. You know, the higher you go, yeah. if it's truly flat, it'll still look flat, and, and the and the horizon will not drop off. You know, when you if you t look at guys on Everest that take pictures, the horizon goes so far out, you can see more, of course, but the horizon's still at that eye level. You know, if you're on a ball, just think about it logically. If you're on a soccer ball, or small, and the higher you go, the horizon in front of you should drop off. The higher you go, and you should see. Okay, we should go and oh, you understand? I, I sort of do. So you're saying that if I go up in a plane, mm -hmm. that totally. the horizon's going to be at my eye level. Yes, because you'll see more. Yes, it, yes, it is. You can see the horizon out the window, can't you? But it's not at my. Okay, just the horizon it, doesn't disappear, does okay. it? Well, no, of course not. But it wouldn't disappear on a, on a tennis ball either. It would still be well, a horizon. Well, it would. You'd just, it would just go down there and you'd have to, like, geez, look way down there. Yeah, but if you were in the uh, alleged ISS, then it would, not if you were 30,000 feet. And look, let me let me say, because I think when we met for the first time, you said that to me. So the last time I was on a plane, I went, oh, I'm going to check this. So I sat up really straight, mm -hmm. and I'm six foot three, so I'm pretty tall. My eye level was at the top of the window in the yeah, plane. Yeah, but you look at the horizon now, you know, that's pretty much at eye level, isn't it? No. No. What my, would you my, say it is? My eye, yeah, my, <laughs> my, my eye level is about where the top of that pole is. That's where my eye is right now, and the horizon is below it. And listen, I'll say, let me finish my point. Okay, I'm not saying like um, <laughs> but you've said physically eye level. Eye level. But I'm that's saying, what you've said. look, I'm looking there, bang, and I can see right to the horizon. I, I, it's not dropping off. I, it's right. For, so so let, I'd say it's at eye level. Let, let, what's, I mean, I don't have to lift my head up. I don't have to look down. It's 
straight ahead. So let me explain this again, the plane thing. So I sit up straight, right, and because of the height I am, my eye level is the top, the very top of the oval windows. And the horizon is down through the windows. It's not at my eye level. Geez, I've never had to look down to see the horizon. Or like here, I'm not looking down, I'm looking straight ahead. But that's because of how our eyes work. I mean, I can see down that corner down there as well without looking down there. But eye level to me means... No, I mean eye level. straight ahead. Look, I'm, I'm not tilting my head. I'm not lifting my head. I'm just looking So if we go ahead. back to that example you gave of a tennis ball, yeah. right? And I'm standing on a tennis ball. Yeah. And I, and I cut that tennis ball off, mm-hmm. right? So that's all that I can see, right? Mm-hmm. That means everywhere I see around me on that tennis ball is mm-hmm. flat, even though we know the ball is curved. Mm-hmm. So we should see a a flat and level horizon. You shouldn't see a curved horizon. So you think Just about- Just like, I mean, if it is a ball all the way around, then you know, when I look out to the horizon on the ocean or anything, you know, I, I still just see it flat. Yeah, but it should. That's what I've just said. If you think about standing but on top not, of that ball no, but we and you cut the slice we off aren't to where you can any see. Ball off. We aren't cutting anything off. Yeah, but all you can see is the flat around you. You think standing on top of that ball, you see a line around you which is flat, even though the ball is curved underneath that line. Totally understand where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, okay. But we should still be able to pick up some form of curvature. In my mind, we should, especially if you go high. If you're going up to a mountain, I mean, especially in a plane, I mean, you should literally be able to see, according to the measurements that they give us, yeah. the curvature drop off. Well, that's where this conversation, I've, I've got no sort of opinion because I don't know the science and I don't, haven't done let, the let, experiments. Let's get, let's get into that, you see, because what I find amazing, the thing that really got to me yep. <laughs> is, you know, what I, going into this flat earth journey and, and learning about the flat, not only flat earth, I learned more about what I actually did believe as far as the globe model was concerned, mm-hmm. you know? And when I actually seen what they were telling me that I believed were that I never questioned before because I just accepted it without thinking and without questioning it. Yeah. It was like the velocities involved, you know, we're spinning a thousand miles an hour at the equator and the sun is going, I mean, the earth is traveling around the sun at 67,000 miles an hour while the whole solar system is moving through the Milky Way galaxy mm. at four, I think it's 490,000 miles an hour. Now, if you think of the whole solar system moving through the Milky Way at, at 490,000 miles an hour, an hour, so how, how far do we travel in a, a year, I guess? God knows. But <laughs> a lot. the stars don't change. The stars keep on going around the same as they've always had, the constellations, and we, we're travelling forward while the Milky Way is apparently... Milky Way galaxy is um, travelling itself at over a million miles an hour. I mean, you know, when I realised that this is what science is telling us, I was like, hell, jeez. Just because no, someone... No, no, that's something I just, I don't experience, can't observe. Okay, so just because someone, and I don't mean this with any disrespect to you, it's a broader statement, just because someone doesn't understand something doesn't necessarily no, doesn't mean sense. it's not true. But that, no, no, I would say... That just because someone doesn't understand it doesn't necessarily <laughs> oh, mean it's not true. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why does it not make sense? Well, if the solar system's travelling through the Milky Way at four hundred ninety thousand miles an hour, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I want, don't know these numbers, by the way. So I'm just. This saying, is yep. what science tells us. Okay. So I don't even want to do the math about how, okay. <laughs> how far we'd travel in a year. Yeah. Because that's just in an hour. Yep. Shouldn't the stars at least change over the centuries, over the thousands of years? Uh, in my mind, they should. 
they shouldn't be going around, appearing to be going around the earth the same as they always have. Okay, so let, let's do this. Doesn't make sense to me. Let, let's do this. Let's Google that question because you said something really interesting and I, res- I respect that you've said it. You've said, in my mind. That means yeah, it's your, but that means it's definitely. your opinion. What if science explains you it to you? tell me how it works in your mind. I don't have a clue, but, I, <laughs> but I'm honest about that. But there will be, and this is the other thing that I found interesting since my deep dive, mm-hmm. the other thing I found interesting is there's often people saying there's no evidence of X, Y, Z, and a Google search will bring up evidence of X, Y, Z. So then the person evidence, <laughs> and then but then people will say, well, I just don't believe that evidence, and that then gets well, to, is it evidence? Because we have to, we have to analyse the evidence. And, and well, let, let me ask you this: and, and ask whether that evidence is in fact truth. I mean, are you giving us? You, you, Jace will do the reading on the whole star thing, and he'll give us a synopsis. Um, the uh, are you of the opinion that many in the flat Earth world are, which is about space, what doesn't exist, or there's no satellites, or all that kind of stuff? Is that your personal belief? I think the satellites, but I think they're all they're all. Oh, high altitude balloons and, and hey I mean science is pretty good these days and so is technology we can do a lot of things some things people aren't even aware of but so satellites are all balloons mm, I believe so they're put up there by balloons yeah pretty much and do, do, do they actually do I anything I don't think the ISS is trusting it's fake do they do anything? Do, do the satellites do anything or are they for I'm pretty appearance? sure. I'm pretty sure they probably do, you know. They, so that they could be communications. or, you know, yeah, some sort of stuff. Okay, yeah. so you're, you're of the opinion that there's something up there but it's not the model that we have been told. It's not on a rocket going to pretty much. outer space, pretty much. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yep. So you don't believe in the International Space Station? No. So what <laughs> is that in your opinion? Fakery. For, to what end? Well, I mean... What do you think of the International Space Station? What do you think? Well, I think it's the International Space Station in space orbiting a globe. And do you believe Russians and, and American astronauts and up there are all friends kind of on the International Space Station, like they show us? I don't know if they'd be friends, but... Well, they appear col- to be friends. Well, colleagues, people who work together. I'm not friends with every person I work with. I'm sure you're not either, but colleagues, people who work together, people who... And you uh, believe in zero gravity and all that kind of stuff like that. Well, as, a, as I said, I, th- I do because it's what I've always been told and I haven't seen anything or experienced anything myself... Maybe this is it. Maybe I haven't seen the contrary to a position that's convinced me. Now, could I be convinced of the other, of the flat earth and of what you're talking about? P- possibly if I saw the evidence as well. There's plenty of videos there that, um, that you know, they, where they make mistakes with the wires and the bubbles coming up. Let's have a look at one that I've grabbed. Okay, of the ISS and the videos on YouTube, people can look at it themselves. It's called something like um, how the ISS works or functions. Totally. Um, can you grab that one up, Jace? Because this is, I'm interested to see what you think it is. Um, so this is look a woman. Here. <laughs> <laughs> look at that here. But the thing that's interesting to me. It's not even me, moving. It's like rock hard. The thing that's interesting <laughs> to me is, for example, the water. Right? Water, there's a bubble of water floating right there. She's putting water on her tooth. That happens when you're in water. She's got a bubble of air. But how can she be in water? She's talking to us and she's got no breathing apparatus. (laughs) There's a bubble of water there coming out of her thing. She's got water on her toothbrush that's just sticking. Now, I'm not not sure. I actually don't want to. I actually don't want to. That hair's not even moving, man. Look at her necklace floating. Um. Yeah, they're probably they're probably in a zero g environment. That doesn't mean they're in space. 
So where would... What about here, man? Yeah, I know. Well, it is actually moving if you look yeah, at the top yeah. back of it. Like so it's, it's kind of stuck up, but it's got slight movement in it. Well, what about her necklace, which is floating very obviously like that? Oh, yeah, they can do lots of things, man. So they, I, I, I want to know. Like, this is not for but me... I, but I doubt... I, I mean... But just because they show you a picture that appears to be like things are... This is my way. I, I did some research on, the, you know, those those zero-G planes? By no means to me, does that mean they're in space to me? Okay, I mean, so, but you know those zero-G planes that they film? And even if they are in space, I mean, they could be at a level, you know, lower Earth orbit or something like that, but... but that, that, so are you saying that's not zero-G? No, it looks, appears zero-G to me. So would you accept that that is zero-G? I'm just going to tie them. Well, there's no such thing. I'm just going to chime in here. Just the science brain. There's no such thing as zero G. It's okay. <laughs> microgravity. Whatever. It's called microgravity. The science brain. Microgravity. Whatever. I mean, so, so let's no let, gravity. Let, let's just say, looking at that picture of her in a bathroom, there's no evidence that that is in space. I, I agree with that because you can't see yeah, space. Yeah, totally. But do you think that she is in a lower volume gravity than the rest of us, and she is actually look, floating? Look, I can. I can tell you. Because just come I, from in front of the microphone. I right? simply wouldn't know. But I mean, so what, when you—that's amusing and it's good entertainment. But when you sure. say, but when you say there's no evidence, and I'm not mean you, I mean you know the the general thing. I look at that and I see that as evidence, and I'd like to understand why it's not. But I mean, it, most people would think it's evidence. To me, it's just a picture that they're in some environment uh, that's mimicking zero gravity. I mean, that's what but it looks to me. You would accept that wasn't underwater, though, eh? I mean, she was talking. There was no breathing apparatus. I, I, I'm not sure. I couldn't say for certain. What would you need to see um, to be convinced that the ISS is real? <laughs> I'd have to go up there. So it's take me up there, man, right. and I'll believe you. So it's speak, <laughs> com, coming back to your your Bible verse. It's a bit of a Simon situation. Put my fingers in his hand and his sides, and I'll believe. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, and why shouldn't I be skeptical? Is that Simon? That's Thomas, wasn't it? I mean, I've, I've seen enough bullshit in the world to, to be very sceptical about most things, if you know what I mean. What about, do you know the Himawari 8 uh, weather satellite? No. Okay. Himawari 8 weather satellite, because one of the other common uh, statements from the Flat Earth Society is that there are no, or maybe very few, like full images of Earth, they're all photoshopped, um, which, which is not what NASA says. Because there are some full images that they NASA say. Wouldn't say that. So this is the Himawari Eight satellite. It's a real time satellite from Japan showing the full Earth in one shot. Well, that's and, what they're telling you anyway. And this, where's the full Earth? Well, it's I see half. Well, that's because there's part in part in the night. It's the evening. <laughs> this is at ten past eight this evening. Um, the shot you're going backwards. That's why. So there, and it shows the weather patterns for what's happening right there and then. You can literally look out your window and have the same clouds above you that they show on this. You sure it's not going to be the same in twelve hours? Hundred percent. I, I look at this all the time, <laughs> all the time. It's, mostly because look, I'm I mean, interested. With this flat Earth movement, right? People yep. have been saying that, like you know, because they've gone done flyovers and. You know, that's like, oh, hold on, those clouds were there at night. and those. So people have been questioning things. So I'm sure they've got the sort of technology and the sort of models these days to go, well, what about this one? The clouds are moving on this one. And look, it looks like a whole Earth. There you are. Why can't we see that in real time? If they get to go to the moon or they can get a, a satellite, why can't they show it in real, real time? Like, you know, as with Earth. Well, the International Space Station I is. don't see it spinning. That's... Really getting to me, you know, because International Space Station is in real time. So they say. Well, why isn't it spinning then? Why isn't it? Moving? It is. Well, I can't see it spinning. It's a thousand miles an hour, man. It's pretty fast. It, it does. You can see it spinning in the background when they're working. 
It's a, it's a shame we didn't get Even the other one. Even if they showed me it spinning. Wouldn't believe it? No, well, hey, look, man, I've done some physical experience. Show me the curve. I mean, not from space, okay. not from some fake space pictures or, so, or so-called real space pictures. In your opinion, you know Rocket Lab, these guys in New Zealand mm-hmm. who have just started mm-hmm. launching, um, yeah. what, are, what are they about? Yeah. In your opinion, what do you think that's all about? I think I think Beck was genuine. I mean, he's, a, he's an avocado boy like me. I, <laughs> I think he was went out there with you know genuine curiosity and, and good on him. He's succeeded in what he's done. One of the fascinating things I Well, hang found, on, pause. He succeeded in what he's done. What yeah, has he done? firing rockets up. Into space. Well, pretty high. <laughs> one, of the, one of the things that really occurred to me that I thought was amusing was um, one of their first, he called it their, one of their first successful launches was, and this was, this was funny because I just happened to hear it on the radio and it wasn't long after he called it a successful launch and he said, wow, we've hit our, we've hit our target altitude and we went even further and, but there's, um, for some reason we, we can't work out why the rocket come to a complete stop. And that was the only time I heard it. Do you mean it's up there? When yeah, it was just flying? come to a complete halt. Did it hit the dome? Well, I don't know. He said, he's, I'm not going to assume, it said it can come to a complete halt. And then we never heard that again. You know, that was the only, I only heard on that radio thing once, mm-hmm. that broadcast once, and it was never repeated again. Uh, but, you know, he did mention that. And so people like him, people like Elon Musk. Who now Nass is involved. So people well. like Elon Musk, people like um, Richard Branson, mm. who are all looking as private individuals to do things in space. Yeah, definitely. Are they in on the lie, or are they, or are they, um, kind of confused as to what's going on? Do they just not know? Hey, yet? well, if it looks fake, it's got to be real, doesn't it? I mean, you know, I mean, Musk makes statements like that about the car that a car that he put in space, the Tesla. I mean, I, I guess, you know, at some level. It's some, you know, that when you get to a certain level of, of, of finding out secrets for yourself or finding out some sort of truth yourself because you've done something amazing like fire a rocket up so high that no other, you know, individual has been able to do and you and then you say something like it came to a complete stop. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if that was kind of um, letting out a secret by even saying that, it was like, whoa, this is curious, why did it come to a complete stop? I mean, then at some stage that the boys that are behind the agenda, uh, get involved. And as you see, NASA are involved now. They're involved with SpaceX. So you SpaceX think NASA's had a lot of, a lot of malfunctions. You think Na- NASA's come in behind these private organisations and now kind of pulling the strings? Sort of? For sure. Something like that. It's, it's now half a US company, isn't it? Most of the US okay. company. I want to show you two videos. And look, you've got some stuff that you might want to show us as well. I don't want to keep you here forever. But there's two videos because they're real. They're not space videos. They're not, you know... CGI, well, maybe they will be, I don't know. Because um, <laughs> you're talking about evidence and no one's ever seen the curve. There's two oh, look, look, I mean... No, let's just do this first. They can show us lots of... Well, lots let, of let, let, me, let me do this first, okay? And they have done. Okay, I let mean, me that's do this pretty first. convincing stuff. Don't get me wrong. We're going to bring up the sailboat going over the horizon, all right? Because you said on my Facebook page someone today, show me the evidence of the curve mm-hmm. and you'll be worth a million bucks. Just, this is a very no, short thing. No, I mean, clip. do a physical curvature test. Okay, but yeah. so, so this is a very short thing. It's, it's not a million not, bucks, you'll it's be It's not perspective. Famous. You can see it's not getting smaller and going away. Mm-hmm. The boat is literally disappearing over the horizon. Well, when I say literally, that's the belief that I have from that. Can we just play it again, James, because it's, it's super quick. Uh, you can find this clip on YouTube yourself. Yeah, I've seen lots of them before. Sailboat, going away, Getting smaller, it's the sail now, you can't see the boat, it'll be half the sail and then it's gone. Yeah. 
And you guys ask me, well, where does the bottom disappear before the top? Well, I'm just going to say in a flat earth model, how, can we, how, how does one, and I'm not challenging you, I just want to understand, how does one explain that? You can explain it. I can't even remember it now because I'm, I don't get into that stuff too much, but plenty of people have explained it. I can't even remember the reason now. But it's all to do with perspective. But it's Again, not perspective because it doesn't get well, smaller. Well, you have to. You actually have to research. Just come back in front of the mic, bro. Just research perspective, and you'll find it for yourself. All right, look, I'm not here to convince anybody. I don't want to. You know, sure, it's not my job. I'm not here to convince anybody. I'm quite certain this curvature doesn't exist, okay. and that's all that matters to me. I mean, if people are genuinely curious and they think a picture like that proves to them that there's curvature, yeah. And, and they're not going to investigate Why it further. Why does it not prove it to you? And they're not going to invest because I've seen the reasoning behind. I just can't remember the exact. Okay, I want to show you. I want to show you one more, and then you're going to show us some stuff as if well. People are happy to be convinced because they see a video. Yeah. That in their mind appears to convince them of cur- curvature. Yeah. They're, and they're not going to investigate it any further. Yeah. Then that's it. I mean, if they're happy with that. Okay. Right. Because I, I actually question that too. Now. I can't remember the exact reason, but there's plenty of videos on there. That, okay. That, that, that I'm, I, I do want to show you one and, more. And it's, it's basic science too. It's not because this is the one for me. I can't remember everything about. The Th- this is the one for me that kind of, in my mind, mm-hmm. finishes the conversation a bit. For me, for, for me, me. Yeah, for me, yeah, right? Yeah, not yeah. for you, not for anyone no, else. I'm not trying me, to convince yeah. anyone as well. No, not finish us. We can so see your videos. <laughs> so this was a Discovery Channel <laughs> experiment <laughs> where yeah. they flew a helicopter on the other side of a very long lake. And these were actually flat earth people, okay? And we're just going to watch it. We'll let it play through. Who is this? Let's have some, um, some volume on this. And he is oh, watching God. with the telescope. The helicopter yeah, on the, the other side of a lake. Go ahead and land. There's, no, there's no perspective here because it just goes down. And as you can see, as it goes down, the helicopter goes below the level of the water. As it lands, it completely disappears from my line of sight. Joey, are you still airborne? And we'll just watch a bit more of it. Yeah. Because then it takes Did off you again. See us landing? The reports from the helicopter, they're still flying but I can't see it. To wrap your head around it in that short a time was a little difficult for me. I was like, this is crazy. We have landed in our position. For people who are listening, What's, what's the distance, do you so, know? So we'll have a look. We'll have a look. So now the helicopter is taking off from the shore of the other side of the lake. Turn it back up a bit. Let me know. When you can see us on spot of the horizon. Can't be seen. So they're let, so they're taking off. They're flying at the moment. He can't see them. He sees them now. Uh, I got him. I got him. And then they ask how high it is. Okay, what's your elevation right now? All right, Brian, how many feet are we above the lake? 24 feet. Woo! So it doesn't mean anything to me. Okay, so my question to you is if we did that, Mm -hmm. you and I Mm -hmm. did this experiment Mm -hmm. and the helicopter disappeared like that, Mm -hmm. would that be enough for you to know that the earth is not flat? No. Really? Not at all. all. No. There's there's bound to be a reason behind it. (laughs) So you can't be convinced? No. I I mean, that doesn't even... Look right. I mean, if he's really at low level water level, I know in my experience that water finds its own level and it's always level. 
Water doesn't curve around the outside of a bull. But this, this, the, the, and I'm going to say evidence. But I'll say what they're putting out there because they've showed what, you. what they're showing shows that there apparently is, on the other side of the lake there is a, about a 24 foot drop between well, the. Well, I don't the, know the that. Size. That's. I mean, they're, they're going up at one stage. They're showing. You know, I mean, I'm not seeing the thing on one picture. I'm seeing him. Then I'm seeing this. So this is now we're getting into that point where we're going. I, I see that. No, as, I just I, and I you just see, doubt the authenticity of that. Okay. Okay. Look, I've, I've got no challenge for you. I'm just interested in what you say. Now, is there anything you want to show us or let us know about before we kind of wrap up for the night? As I said, to me, it's all about the curvature, right? Yep. Measuring physical curvature. Yep. I mean, you can show me pictures of anything that appear to be like, oh, that's what he's seeing at this time, but I don't know that. That's what you just show. It's always flipping from him to the next person. So... This is all, you can do amazing things with video. You can do amazing things with cameras. So you don't trust that? No, I don't. Okay. No, not based on what I've physically tested. Okay. Should I trust it? Should I trust everything I see on a video? I trust that. I trust that. Why? Be, mostly because I, 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 well, I guess I built on my- Because they appear my, serious? They my, appear. No, 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 I guess mostly because my predisposition is to believe we're on a globe. That's the first reason I trust it. And the so second thing- So there's bias there is some sort. Yes. Like there's bias for me not believing yes, I guess yes, you're going to Yes, completely. Yes, <laughs> no. Uh, and the second thing is I watch the whole program and they are people who are flat, It doesn't make sense to me. If the, if the, if I know that water finds its own level, right? So if he is down at kind of the water level, right? Mm. How can you go below the water- that, that, that distance, they didn't even show any distance. No, they show. did. They did. They showed it at the start. I can't show you a full 58-minute television program, but they did have the measurements for what the distance across things. Look, I, I can't remember. anything that's filmed with cameras because you always can go flip from one camera can, to one camera. Can I say this? Oh, let, let me say this. It's a common thing that uh, flat earthers say that water always finds its own level. Hmm. Now, if the earth is a globe and there's gravity then that statement is inaccurate. If the Earth is flat... What's gravity? Well, it's the mass in the centre of the Earth drawing, drawing. I don't know the exact details, but drawing it in. And I don't want to get into a conversation because you, you guys but typically don't believe in gravity sort of thing. Well, I find it hard to believe. They say it's a constant force, yet you know, how, how is it constant when it acts differently on different things? You well, know? I don't want to get into the science behind it, but what I'm saying is if the Earth is a globe and if there is gravity, and I'm not trying to convince you of that, then Earth, then the water can curve around surfaces. If it's not, no, I then mean it can't. I, I doubt that too. I mean, just because you put some magical force into it, that doesn't convince me that water can curve around. A, if that video, if that video was true and accurate and real and not doctored, and you don't believe it is, but if it was, then that would show that that water has a curve to it. Would you agree with that? No. Even if it's true and real no, and accurate. I, I don't think it is true and you won't no, no, convince no, but I'm not, me of I'm not, I'm not, but I said really clearly, I'm not trying to convince you. Like I'm saying, if that was true and accurate and if that was you in the, pl in the boat and someone else on the thing and if the, if the helicopter went below the level of the water, then what that would mean, I think by definition, is that water can curve. Now, I'm not saying it does and I'm not challenging you to believe it does. I'm saying if that was accurate... You said that would be, that would be magic. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what that's what gravity is to me. It's magic. It's magical force. Oh, so look, I was going to say to you, if that would convince you, I'll get a helicopter I mean, and we'll do it. I mean, if if they can mimic gravity, like uh, like they can mimic no gravity, I guess. Then show us, show us how gravity would work in a real life experiment with a ball spinning, you know, really fast, and water sticking to that ball. Show us in an experiment. 
Why can't they do that? I mean, if, if, if gravity is a constant force, be- why can't they mimic this confidence of all of them? Because iPad magnet be- because or it's because the Earth is not a ball spinning. No, it's a it's an oblate spheroid. Or no, but what I'm saying is, it's not a basketball. Master. I mean, that's, that's that's the thing that really gets to me. You have Neil degrees Tyson, Tyson going going. You know, it's an oblate spheroid. You see all, all the pictures from NASA are perfect <laughs> spheres. I mean, and, well, you know, they can't even make up their own mind. And then they're going, oh, it's a bit pushed in and it's flatter at the ends, it but seems, yet all the pictures are perfect spheres. I it mean, seems to me that maybe there's nothing that could convince you. Mm-mm. Like if you were sitting in that helicopter and we had another one of your colleagues who was a flat okay, earther on the what. other side, hang on, let me finish, on the other side of the lake and it did that, you still wouldn't be convinced. No, I'd, I could be convinced if I saw it with my own eyes, right? Well, that's what I said. If we did that experiment. But I don't think I'm going to. I, I just don't think, I think it's impossible. So me organising that would be a waste of my time and money is what you're saying? I think go for it. No, no, I'm talking about for you. No, I, I, go for it. If you could convince me and you can do that, go for it. But no, you're I'll saying, come along but you're you saying if we did that, it wouldn't convince you. Well, if I could see it with my own eyes, the distances and everything concerned. I've already done it. I figured out kind of from Long Bay up to Caratane. There's a good stretch of water there that it could be done on. And I was saying, if that, if if doing that could convince you, I would try and organise a helicopter and do it. But if you, but you've already said, nah. I'm like, well, I'm no, not. Well, gonna, I, I'm not going to bother doing. If it I yet. could see it with my own eyes, I mean, I might be convinced. But no, at the moment, I think that's impossible. I think that's bullshit, to be honest. Okay. But well, let, let's say this. People who, and I've already spoken I mean, people think that what I say is bullshit, and that's fair enough, fair cool, right? But I know what I've measured as far as I've tested, sure. and, and that's what convinces me, okay? And sure. I've never seen water stick to a spinning ball, it's the, the, even you know, in an experimental kind I, of... I don't want to be flippant about this, because it's not a good example, but water does stick to, uh, to balls on the earth that we're on right now. If you go to the ball in the front of Te Papa, there's that big sculpture. Not right around the ball. It does. It goes all the way down to the bottom of it. Absolutely no question. I've done it. I've looked at it. And it's spinning really it. fast. And no, it's not spinning fast. It's spinning really slow, like the Earth is. Proportionally to its size, it's spinning slowly. Not really. I mean, the Earth is 25,000 miles in circumference, they tell us, right? And it's spinning just miles. over 1,000 miles an hour, right? So, you know, it's reasonably fast. Proportionally, it spins quite slowly. And that's one of the things I've seen with some of the experiment from Flat Earthers online is they get stuff and they, like a guy who had a gate and he was trying to figure out and he moved the gate really quickly. And it's like, that's not how the earth moves. Like I'm telling you, I, I didn't it want to takes, use this. It, it, literally, it takes a day to do one spin. Yeah, yeah, 25,000 So in other, so in other words, the equivalent of your basketball is not spinning it on your finger. It's taking a day for it to spin all the way around. That's the equivalent No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm talking about fast as far as here on what we think is fast. thousand miles an hour at ground level here. I get it. It's pretty damn fast. I get it. But, so but much the speed of sound, I, I don't think this is a good example of mine, which I wasn't going to say, but I after we met, I looked at that sculpture in the front of Te Papa, which is a massive granite ball mm. with water coming from the top around it, Spinning very slowly. Coming from where? It comes up the top. There's like a hole on top in the middle. So it comes up and it goes down around the outside of the ball and it goes around all the way to the bottom oh, of the I've ball. I've seen things like that. So it I mean, does. I've seen, I've no, seen things like but that. But we just said that. You just said that it can't stick to the bottom side of a ball. It does. In that exact example, there are lots of water features that it does that for. Yeah, I mean, but come on, that's, that's like the, the actual kind of force around the ball. Where else is it going to go? Because you're coming that, up down. What would that force be called? <laughs> it's actually just bloody... Um, 
See, I don't call it gravity. I call it like natural bloody buoyancy and distance. When you right. shoot water up the middle of something, where else is it going to go? It's, it's going to go around it, something. It, uh, just, uh, the water doesn't actually go up the middle. It's actually it's suspended by the water. The water is actually only on the bottom. It doesn't shoot up the middle. Right. It's, it's, it doesn't come so out the top like a fountain. So it's shot up from bottom around the ball, is it? I had, I had video of one of the ones. I mean, I if you put a ball in board. the middle of a hose and fire a hose, right, a high-pressure hose at a ball, I mean, directly at it, where else is it going to go? Do you have but anything? I mean, that's totally different than saying that the um, the oceans, which are, you know, in some parts, seventy percent, I guess, uh, automatically stick into a spinning ball. I mean, it's a totally different scenario you're talking about. I agree. That's why I wasn't going to use it as an example. But the statement that the water won't stick around to the underside of a ball, sort of thing, is not true. It does. It can. Well, it's not sticking because well, you're constantly spraying it. I mean, it's <laughs> it's got nowhere else to go. Whatever we use, you're directly firing it at a ball. Um, we've been going for an hour and a half. I've loved this chat. It's been great fun. But I do want to give you all, all the time you want to, yeah, okay. to share stuff. I've done some of my videos. I don't have really much else and to And you've got to realise that, that, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm not here to convince people. No, no, no. But I want to understand more, you know. But um, I'll show a few things that kind of got me thinking. All right. right. So, Jace, you're going to have to be quiet. And, and, and about the, um, the Antarctic thing. The thing about the Antarctic thing and the space thing that really gets, me, gets to me, and this is just, you know, for a lot of things I don't – I don't need to prove because it's just logic. You know, for example, the longest standing treaty is in the Antarctic Treaty, which was devised, I think, in 59, which is a year after NASA, coincidentally. And down there, you know, like the Russians, the Chinese and, and the Americans are all, all cooperate. You know, they cooperate. There's no war there. They are always kind of cooperate. What does that say? Just like they do in space, you know. So, so we're... This is what gets me. They, they feed us this crap that they're at war on the 6 o'clock news or their enemies on the 6 o'clock news, yet they're cooperating in Antarctica and they're cooperating in space. So now, you know, that to me just doesn't hold water. So because one part, one organisation within a government can cooperate with another one, yeah. yet they have a trade war going on, that means it's all false. Not just a trade war at some time. Sometimes they almost well, get to the stage of hot wars. But not, not, not America and China, not America and... You know, I'm sure Afghanistan's not up in the ISS at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is they feed us. We're meant to believe by what they feed us that, oh, yeah, they're, they're at odds here. But if they're really at odds, they shouldn't be up in space together. Wouldn't they be going, right, we're pulling our shots. Where you can't use our rockets to fire up your stuff anymore because they use mostly Russian rocket engines at the moment. So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, trade war my ass is what I say. But anyway, we'll get to... Um, I don't necessarily see the connection between because one area of the government's not in agreement with this other area of the government. That means a scientific thing can't agree or work together, even if they're not best of buds. Yeah, well, even that doesn't hold water to me. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's still government. <laughs> sure. I mean, okay, well, okay, that's sort of the government. See what I mean by compartmentalisation? And people... Yeah, I mean, so what do we... Let's, 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 so let's have a look go, at some Let's things. go to a video called Why Do People... Believe the flat Earth. Believe Why the earth is do flat. people believe, believe the Earth, the is, earth flat. is flat? Correct. Let's bring now that. Here's some up. just common things that the flat Earth is. Yep. Pretty much. Go on about and uses justification for. So just the way look at the screen there. Which does it? Anyway, which one of those videos? Uh, BBC so News. Now put in. Now why do people believe the Earth is flat? ODD. ODD. Oh, ODD. Is that the channel? Mm-hmm. 
You so we need better to do that on actual oh, YouTube. This one here, ODD. Oh, sorry, no. Let me, let me, yeah, let's, let's search on this. So give us some more stuff as well, because obviously you know, we're in a live stream at the moment. We can't just sit here looking at each other while there's so, stuff going on. Another thing is plane flights. Have you yep. looked into that? Yep. Yeah, they tend to make more sense on flat Earth. They make a lot more sense on flat Earth, actually. Well, it depends. If you believe in gravity, it's not a problem. If you don't, no, you, I just mean the actual the flat Earth, the paths, the flight paths. You know, they veer all the way up here, they come all the way down here, and then when you put it on a flat Earth map, it looks straight ahead, and it makes sense. It makes a lot more the, sense. The whole thing about the flat Earth, it just seems to be, it seems to be very easily provable. Jason, if you go to the ODD channel, yep. So it's just ODD whoop, channel, YouTube ODD. Yep. And uh, this one here, odd reality. Yep. yep. Correct. And just type in there though that same kind of. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so while Jason's doing that, the other thing that confuses me about this conversation is it seems so easy to make it an unequivocally true and accurate thing that the Earth is flat. Now if the, the Earth is flat, hang on, let me say this. If the Earth is flat, all you need to do mm-hmm. is get up the tallest tower in Los Angeles, yeah. the tallest tower across the other side of the ocean of whatever the country is on the actual flat Earth, because if it's not a sphere, who knows what it is? I don't know. And... To link together, and that's actually conversation over. Why hasn't that see, happened? See, this is why, you know, like with your video and that, you said you wouldn't believe that. Well, the thing is, I probably would believe it if I seen it with my own eyes, right? But the thing is, I don't believe the video because in my mind, what I think is the truth can be easily occulted, right? It can be, you know, it can be so, it can be put across to you as you know, accept it, accepting quite easily, you know, but in such a way that, you know, that when you're told the actual truth, because they've taught it in such a way that it's actually just accepted as, hey, it's unquestionable. But hang on, just what, what about my point? Tallest tower in Los Angeles, tallest tower, let's say Tokyo, connect yeah, them, the, connect them visually. You're talking about thousands and thousands of miles. Correct. Yeah, yeah. But we and, and you don't we can't see for thousands and thousands. But there of is miles. there is technology that can. Like what? Satellite. Uh, not satellites. Sorry, uh, telescopes and stuff. The other thing is, why is it night on Everest? I mean, the the idea of how the sun goes around the flat Earth thing. If Everest is the highest peak, you'd always be able to see the sun. Would you? Yeah, totally. Even see, if, that's your opinion. Now, I, I don't think you would. Because in my mind, I mean, like you said, the world's pretty big. So, you know, why would you necessarily see the sun from Everest from everywhere? Because Everest being the highest point on the planet, I'm assuming it's Just still the highest. Just because it's the highest point, that doesn't mean that you'll see the sun. But if the sun, sun never goes down, you would always see the sun from the highest point. You I mean, may, it may not light up where you that's are. That's like saying the guys in the ISS are always in sunlight. And I've seen darkness up there. Well, the of course, because when they go behind, behind the Earth and the Earth's between them and the sun, they're going to be in darkness. That makes logical sense. When the sun goes down on a, I mean, you, I don't know if you mean the Pacific Islands, but. It's because the ISS isn't. Oh but no. when the sun goes down in the Pacific Islands or out here, even off the coast, you I mean, see. What's the, that saying? That the truth can be, can be occulted and can be kept hidden uh, so that when it's actually presented to you in such a manner as it's, it's false, you know, I mean. But do you it creates a gag reflex simply because the idea is so batshit crazy. I mean, that's that's what happens. I mean, isn't was it Mark Twain that said it? It's easier, it's easier to, t- uh, to teach people a lie 
than it is to convince them they believe in one. And, and that's bloody true, mate. In my experience, that's really... What about the sunsets and the sun going down? Are you going to say that's perspective and it goes away? Yeah, definitely. That's, that's, what, that's clearly what not the place. It, it goes away and gets smaller. No. That's, I mean, that's Have one. you looked at the sun pass and where the sun rises and where it sets yeah. different times of the year? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense on a ball. No, but when it goes down, it goes down. It doesn't get. It doesn't turn into a pinprick, which you would have to do with perspective, and then it's gone. It does. <laughs> I don't see it go down. It's further away. Say, so, we should have a beer tomorrow night over on the coast. I reckon that'd be a really good idea. And watch the sun. <laughs> we'll go hold hands and watch the sun go down. You, you mean because you can see half half the sun or something? Is that what you mean? So no, I mean that up. when the sun's say thirty degrees above the horizon. Yeah, but that's perspective it's the, again. It's the same size. When it's on the horizon. But that's perspective. No, it's not. Perspective means it goes away and gets smaller. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. It's the that's same, what you're saying. If it's the same size, 30 no, no, degrees no, above it, the horizon, it, as it is on the horizon, it hasn't gone away. Buddy, you've got to do some bloody studying on perspective, <laughs> I'll tell you, because you're not understanding it. Okay. <laughs> but you're suggesting that the sun goes away. Yeah, that, that I, means I have it no get, doubt. It, like, that's why when it comes to gets close, it appears to be rising, doesn't it? But that's due to perspective as well. And but then let, it appears let, to go sink. Let's just, get, let's, just, let's just get this one point clear, yeah. right? This one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say the sun travels away from us? No, well, it travels to us too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, but I'm just talking about a sunset, mm-hmm. right? It travels away from us. Yeah. That means the sun would go, looking to the camera, would go smaller, 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 pinprick, gone. Whereas what the sun does is actually goes down and then disappears. No, that's what it does in your mind. That's how you think of it. But you're not understanding perspective. Like I said, you, you've got to read up in perspective. Okay. Seriously. So would you, would you, would you, would you come and watch a sunset with me? And you could explain, <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, you with gonna, a bear. Yeah, totally. And yeah, you could that, explain yeah, it to for me? sure. Let's do that. And I'll find a decent, decent, I'll, I'll send you a link so you can totally. learn up on perspective. Yep. And, and this isn't a flat earth thing. This is, this is scientific perspective. But just so I'm clear, you'll say the sun goes away and turns into basically a size of a pinprick and then you can't see it anymore. Well, it appears to get smaller, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm saying the and sun... And it appears to get bigger when it's coming to you. And I'm saying the sun goes down but and seriously, stays... it's not getting bigger. And stays the and same size. Smaller, and I'm saying the sun goes down and stays the same size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? So yeah, we've yeah. got a date. A beer, and goes, a beer and a sunset. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand how you think it goes down. Well, we can, well, look, I guess that's a part of the thing we can figure out. Right, let's get on to your video because I want to go Have home. Have you found it yet? I want to go home and see and eat food and stuff. This is the, this is the channel, which I can't find one that's called uh, what the... Can what I show you it on my phone? Let me... Pass the, pass the phone. just hold the phone up in front of the camera. I'll <laughs> <laughs> see if I can find the... And the other thing, right so do you think, just so we, while well, he's figuring this out, the, the flat earth model kind of has the sun going around over the earth like this and the moon kind of travelling as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. around like this. I don't you know, I don't... Whatever the exact model is, but that's the base. I don't even base. know if I buy that model okay. completely, you know. I mean, I, I like to use my imagination and think, well, what else could it be? I don't know if you heard of Darren Nesbitt. He used to be on Facebook and he came up with a Pac-Man model. Have you, have you heard of that one? I so, don't think so. Like there's um, almost like, Doors, if you like, so the sun goes here and then it magically appears like a Pac Man. You know how the Pac Man goes through one side and appears at the yep, other, yep, yep, yeah, a model like that. I found it, I was on the wrong channel. Um, Is this us? And it didn't, didn't convince uh, me in the end, but I thought it was a great idea using your imagination. That noise is not coming through my head. Uh, what you, you um, can observe and turn your, your phone's playing the experience. noise, your phone's playing the noise, Ooh. turn your phone off. What's going on? Professionals in this place, for God's sake. 
<laughs> are we, are we watching it? something? <laughs> so what, what are we, we watching? Where should I jump to? We're not watching 32 minutes. Where are we jumping to? Okay, well, depends what you want to talk about, really. I mean, what do you... Well, we, I want you to leave us with a couple of things. It's time to wrap this up. Okay. This mofo up so I can go and eat. The earth is officially classified. Okay, as let's... Um, you're talking about NASA before. Mm-hmm. Um, the evil conglomerate that they are. Well, I don't think they're evil. Bastards. I don't, I don't think they're evil. Lying fascist I think a lot bastards. of people there are actually... Let's go to, um, say... Hey, there's Neil deGrasse Tyson. I really like him. Do yeah, you, let's play do you, this. Do you let's like play him? This. I mean, is he your favourite man? It's an oblate. <laughs> He's funny. Officially, it's an oblate spheroid. It's an oblate spheroid. But not only that, it's slightly wider below the equator than above the equator. It's got a fat ass. A little chubbier. So that's not a sphere to me. Chubby's a good way. It's like pear shaped. It's like pear shaped. Pear shaped. It's like pear. And this is this is science, right? So apparently, it's a pear shaped oblate spheroid. Sounds fine to me. But there seems to be issues when NASA puts... And look at the pictures here. The yep. There's totally different size landmasses in all of them. Yeah. Which is inconsistent. What do you mean different size landmasses? Well, look at the size of Africa there. Look at the size of America there. It's covering just about... Look at the size it's covering. Look at that. I've seen a debunking video to this, but we won't go into it right now. Totally different. Yeah. I mean, these pictures just don't make any sense, but this is what they expect us to accept. I mean, okay. it's just... In my right. mind, it's bollocks. Okay. So you trusting what you're seeing here? So no, a, I'm not. No, okay. So here's a question. Now this is a fair question. Because I'm saying that's bullshit. No, no. Well, this is a fair question. You're trusting that what you're being shown here. In other words, you're trusting the evidence in front of you to to prove your point. That's that. That means the pictures there you're using as evidence. That's not evidence to me. But you're using it evidence to prove your point because you're saying it's wrong. Well, just look at it. Is all I ask. But you won't look at the helicopter landing. Yeah, I looked at it, but I don't accept it. All right. What's next? I mean, what did David Copperfield do? He made Statue of Liberty disappear. I mean, am I meant to believe everything I see? Put on? Uh, that really did happen, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it okay. Let's I mean, do two more, and then we're going to go home. I am just about over actually, because I'm not here to prove anything. No, no, I get what, it. What I want people to do is question things themselves. Yeah. Go out there and find the curvature and do a curvature should we do, test Should yourself. we do a beer on the beach and invite people through your Facebook page? Like, seriously. Let's go do a beer on the beach. Because I'm up. I'm, I mean, if you show me turning into a pinprick, we'll then go from there and see what happens. Well, I, look, I, a pinprick? I mean, are going to measure that? My <laughs> words, getting smaller, significantly smaller till we can't see it anymore. Can we just bring up a sunset, please, on YouTube? I just want to bring up one on sunset before we go. Yeah, let's look up a pretty sunset. sunset. What you bring up doesn't matter what I bring up, because I don't think I'm going to convince you of anything, not that I intend to. But you're not gonna you're not gonna convince me of anything. Do a video, you? a video of a sun going down, and that's that'll be like the that'll be. All I ask people out there down. is question things yourself. That'll Go out and test <laughs> things for yourself. That'll be this will be metaphorical of the sun coming down in our conversation. Do you believe you're walking upside down here in New Zealand <laughs> on a ball spinning a thousand miles an hour, and it rains upside down? Test it. I, it's the thing though again that. Too many songs named Sun Goes Down, sorry. Oh, just get a sunset. Look up Fiji Sunset. Why are you doing that? Get onto YouTube. <laughs> I am on oh. YouTube. No, you're not. You're on Google. YouTube.com. They're, the they're the same thing. Man, I've got to get better all, it's all the same. It's all the same people. Just go see, even this sunset. picture here. Look at this picture here. Yep. I mean, they tell you how they do that. You know, that they say that the, they've done, got a satellite up there, yep. that they've looked at their colour, and it's basically algae representation. And yep. then when you see the cloud formations, they actually repeat the cloud formations like Control-Z, you know. Right. And then he says So you're that, saying it's all kind of graphics? 
they've yeah, been making he it. he admitted it himself. The yeah. guy that actually made Blue Marble, they got the award for it, came out and admitted it was Photoshop. It's Photoshop, but we had to do it. And he says it himself. Just like the guys, let's go to one thing before we go. One thing that's, that's what we want to go to. <laughs> and, no, 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 no. You've had, your, you've had your turn. Look at this. Oh, shit, is that an hour, bro? What are you doing? It's slow Just t- one it's thing called, for it's you. It's called slow TV. It's all the rage oh, in the Netherlands. God. Hold on. I've enjoyed my time here. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> no, oh. do do time lapse sunset. Those are oh, the words you want to put in. You didn't say that. To start yeah, with, but did I mean, you? you're you're a professional for God's sake. Man, oh, I feel like I'm sometimes. Gonna, here we go. Let's look at this, and then we'll do your one. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. You watching? Let's watch it turn into a pinprick. My word, not yours. <laughs> I mean, what did that guy Lawrence say? Who was Mossad and CIA? I mean, even he came out and says it's flat. You've all been fooled. Da 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 da. I mean, if you Google a few people. That well-known people, insiders, that have come out and actually blown the model to bits, they tell you themselves. I mean, mm. you've got a lot of insiders that have become whistleblowers. I mean, if people really did their research, they'd see all this, they'd, they'd find all this. There's no need to actually um, think you're out there all alone. I mean, if you do the research and you go out and find the facts yep. of people that have been insiders, there's actually pilots coming out now and saying, and they're risking losing their jobs and saying, no, we can't find curvature. No, we do not dip the nose. No, da, 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 da. I mean, the, the evidence is out there. The facts are out there. It's up to you to decide what they are. But if you're not prepared to do the work and dig down and be unbiased for a start, yep. because, hey, man, I didn't want to believe the earth was flat, right? That's not what I went out there. Like I said, I found so much overwhelming evidence that I couldn't deny it. You know what? You just had the final word. We'll leave it there. Thanks. It's been fun, man. I know this is like the one I've been looking forward to do most of all. And as you say, you didn't come to convince anyone. I didn't come to convince anyone. I just was really interested in believing what you believe. And I get it. And I really am Not serious. Not believing what I believe, hearing what I Hearing believe. what you believe, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm serious. We're going to do, we'll, we'll wait till there's a fine night. We'll do a beer on the beach over in Sinclair or something and watch the watch the sun go down together. Yeah, or man. I'll, I'll watch the sun go down and you'll watch the sun go away. <laughs> uh, perspective. Now, if people want to find out more about you, the name of the Facebook page. Hey, it's not about me. No, no, about, it's about, the, flat, about Earth. The, flat Earth yeah. New Zealand. Check it out. All right. Facebook. Uh, Dion Marier, thank you for coming in. Not it's a problem. It's been a blast. And um, I'll, I'll talk to the helicopter pilots I know, and if we can sort that out, we'll do that as well. Be We're cool. done. Awesome. Be cool. All right. I'm a little bit sweaty just listening back to that, actually. There was a, a lot of information in there. And I, indeed, I am going to meet with uh, Dion and have a beer on the beach and watch the sunset go down. And I'm sure I'll see it go down. And I don't know if you'll see it go away, but, you know, it is what it is. Thanks so much for joining us for another Department of Conversation. Um, check us out on Facebook, DEPT of Conversation. Uh, go to our YouTube uh, page. Please subscribe. Um, like our page you know we want to do more of these we want to get the word out there about what we're doing Uh, you can also of course um, get us on iTunes on Spotify and on Stitcher as well for the audio content only and uh, yeah that's us who have we got coming up before the end of the year I'm not entirely sure to be perfectly honest a couple of All Blacks we've been chasing some other people who have been around during the year but we'll try and get a couple more of these in before the end of the year uh, and before we move into 2019 so thank you again for joining us that was uh, Dion Marier, thank you again to him for coming in and doing the Flat Earth special here in the Department of Conversation. And uh, we'll see you next time. Hooroo!